All right, guys, welcome back. This is a, it's, we've taken a bit of a hiatus here with the podcast. I actually did record a couple um, that I'm going to be sharing some links to um, on our social pages. So if you want to check out our Instagram or Facebook, you'll see links to them. Um, they were podcasts that I recorded with other people. Um, we did one with Dr. Brooks Tiller last week. Um, he's got a, a podcast, The Healthy Hunter. And then we also did one with our buddy, Tony Peterson. We've done podcasts with Tony in the past. He's got a couple different podcasts. One of them is Sporting Dog Talk. And we recorded, I think that's our second um, podcast episode with him on that particular podcast. I got Bella in the background. If you'll hear her, Bella, lay down, lay down. Um, we're going to talk a little bit about Bella um, and give you some updates. Our, our time off of podcasts was due to a few things. Um, schedule, we've just been really busy. Um, we've, we've, if you don't know, we've got another brand. Um, it's called Hodeg. It's a product line called, one of the products is called the Licking Stick. We've got new products that we're launching like literally in the next week. Um, they're being shipped to us right now. So we're, we're gonna, uh, my hands have been really full with this. It's a deer product. So deer hunting is a passion of mine. Um, we've developed a line of products. Uh, if It's a different brand than Dogbone obviously, but um, it's related to deer hunting and it's a scent communication line of products. One of them is called the Licking Stick. That's been out for a few years. We have a new one coming out called the Licking Branch. We have a new product, the Hemp Scent Rope. So we've got all these tools that are com communication things scent-wise with deer. Um, and we've been up to our necks with um, getting that prepared, getting those new products ready um, to be launched literally this week. Um, we're, we're probably a few weeks behind of where we wanted to be, but we're a really small business. And so I don't think that everyone realizes that all the, the things that we've got going on. Um, so that has taken an, a ton of time. The, the other thing, um, that we've spent and you hear, we've got an antsy Bella in the background. Um, our training with Bella, someone sent me a message and said, you know, I'm, I'm really curious to see if you hunted Bella yet. Um, the last time we filmed a Bella was probably two to three weeks ago now. Um, I have not, I ha we haven't filmed a lot with her, but quite honestly, we haven't done a lot with her formally. I've not done a lot of formal training sessions. Um, we've transitioned here into taking advantage of this time of year. So hunting has become um, a part of our lifestyle all of a sudden. So we've shifted from the, tr the training, formal training to, we've gotten her in the field. Um, I sat with her over uh, a dove field um, didn't shoot any doves, but we, we had a nice sit, uh, sat for about an hour and 25 minutes. Um, I shot a few times. I got a new shotgun, so I did shoot a few times. I missed a few birds. Um, but I look at our training this time of year with her in particular as, and you just finally heard her lay down. I don't know if you could hear that or not in the background, but I put her on place. She was in her kennel here before we started recording. I took her out. I let her go to the bathroom. I put her on place and she literally just spun around on that bed for what, three, four minutes. Mm -hmm. uh, finally, she get, just realized, you know what? I'm okay, I'm comfortable, and she just laid down and, and gave us a nice little deep sigh. I imagine she'll fall asleep now. So, but one of the things with her is, from a hunting perspective, I am looking at this season 100% as transitional training for her. Just wrote an article uh, for Gundog Magazine, uh, wrapped up her column, explained the idea of the next few months will be training, but there'll be transitional training into the field. And so I have, 
honestly made a decision of, and it's been, and it's a pretty good, I think it was a good decision. She, we, if you watch the Bella Be Good series, first off, Ben caught us up. So we got caught up. Um, we loaded how many in, in a matter of a week or two, probably 35. Yeah. Now that caught you up to speed because I want you to see real time. Um, now all of a sudden we're caught up and I haven't posted any. It's because we haven't filmed any. And it doesn't mean I'm not working with Bella. It means I'm not working on anything new. I'm not working on informal sessions. Ben hasn't been here. Ben's gone back to school. Um, ben, ben is finishing up his last year at, at Oshkosh. So he has been back to school. Um, this last week, uh, he, he was in quarantine. Uh, doesn't have COVID, but he was in quarantine. He has buck fever. So he shot a buck um, while he was uh, in quarantine. But, you know, with the schools and stuff, and I'm sure a lot of you guys are, are dealing with it and hearing it and understanding it. You know, schools went back. Our kids went back. Uh, my niece is out of school. She's been in school for about two weeks and they're out for another for two weeks because I think they had three or four cases of COVID at their school. So they've decided to, to shut the school down for a couple of weeks. So it's just, a you know, the COVID thing isn't going away. Um, I don't know that it's any more intense or any more reason to be concerned today than it was tomorrow. And we're not going to get into COVID talk. Um, uh, it's just not something we're going to talk about. We're, we're dealing with it. And I'm, I'm going to get to, I'm to the point now where I'm looking at it and I'm going, you know what? I'm, I say it kind of jokingly. I'm over it. I am a little bit over it. Um, I'm not discounting the fact that it's a big deal. I'm saying it's time for us to continue living. I'm not pausing life anymore. And so we're just adjusting and adapting and you do whatever you want to do. I'm not going to get in an argument with anybody about how you handle this thing. But from our perspective, it has affected things. Um, ben had through his house at college and they're, they're quarantined. So uh, some guys have it, some guys don't. Mm -hmm. And so it's, it is what it is. But that eliminated the opportunity for Ben to be here. It eliminated our chance to film. It eliminated our chance to record. So he's back. Um, we're, we're back. We're getting back into hopefully a routine, routine now, um, both from a filming standpoint and a recording standpoint when it comes to the podcast and the series that we have going. I want to catch you up with Bella. So Bella's hunted a little bit. She dove hunted. Uh, grouse hunting has been open for two weeks for us. Woodcock opened this last weekend. I've hunted her both of those weekends. She's done a fantastic job. Um, one of the things that has stood out to me was pr pr her, her ability to be very easily managed in the field is super valuable. It 100% goes back to the foundation. It goes back to all the boring stuff we did for months with her. The hunting part, I've, I've come to this realization, she's done a great job. She's put birds up for us. She's been under ex very good control. You know, I was worried about her, how she's gonna transition to birds because she really struggled to work through the, the excitement level of birds when we had all these pheasants around here. I, I, I would lose control of her pretty quickly. Um, she has proven to mature out a little bit. I think she's growing up a little bit. I've backed off of pressure as far as the regiment of daily work and sessions. I realized quickly towards the end of the series, you'll, if you watch the Bella Be Good series, you'll realize towards the end there, I said, I'm just doing too much with her. I really feel like we're hurting our progress because I'm trying to get things done quickly. 
I'm trying to make sure we're so consistent that we're working every day and we're gonna get this work done so that we can get ready for hunting season. And I finally said, you know what? It's too much and it's actually slowing us down. We took dramatic steps back. I'd work with her maybe two or three times a week formally. We would do some things in between. Uh, more like my older dogs though, where we'd actually go out and just go for a walk. It might take 45 minutes and I'd build in a retriever too for each dog. That became a more regular thing as opposed to 15 to 20 minutes of let's focus on developing new skills. The handling for her, I've decided she's got a good start. I Until I am I'm going to take this little bit of a break for her. We're going to get into some hunting with her and then I'll come back to it and polish it up. I know it's there. It's just not good enough yet. So in the field, I won't put her in position with expectations of asking dramatic handling from her. I'll have to be smart about that. We're going to duck hunt with her this coming weekend. Ben's coming with me. we got a really cool duck hunt set up. We are hunting with a friend of ours that I'm helping train a young pup right now. Um, he's doing it. I'm just helping him meet with him about once a week. Uh, his dad is the president of the Wisconsin Waterfall Association. He's my neighbor, uh, good friends of ours. And they've invited us to, to go on a hunt. Uh, they've got a little scrape that is on their property. It has a lot of ducks in it. They always get a couple good shoots out of it every year. We're going to go with them. One of the things that's really cool about it and is normally I would say, you know what? I'm not that interested. I'd rather go up and I grouse hunt this weekend. Um, if there was a good deer to hunt, I'd go over to our farm and hunt a deer. But I'm going to do this for a couple of reasons. First, they invited me and I'm really appreciative of it. Secondly, uh, they are doing it a little bit differently. He, the dad is a, a carver. He's a duck carver. Um, he's carved. I've, I've bought a few pieces from him. I mean, he's really good. Like he competes nationally and wins. He's good. Um, very talented, retired, passionate waterfowler and a duck carving enthusiast. So he's carved a couple loons for my parents. Um, they're just fantastic. So he, they have decided, you know what, let's do this. Let's do this hunt. This was, had nothing to do with us. We just got invited into it. But they're going to do this hunt with all hand-carved decoys. So he, they're going to do it kind of throwback, kind of vintage style. He hand-carved every decoy for the spread. They are only going to hunt over hand-carved decoys on this spot. Now, this is their private little pond that they have. Um, it's a scrape project, wetland scrape project that they put together. And so they're going to use these hand-carved decoys. It's going to be totally like throwback vintage type hunt. I have decided, I think it's awesome. Um, I'm going to use my grandpa's Winchester Model 12. I've never hunted with it, never duck hunted with it. Um, I got to shoot special shells through it. I mean, I looked up the serial numbers on it. It was made in 1926. So I've dug into, I, I've, I've got a, a bit I've been bit by the vintage shotgun bug the last few years. Uh, this was my grandpa's gun, so it means a lot to me. Other, other, you know, beyond that, but I actually dug into it and I realized this gun is super old. It's 94 years old. So, made in 26, 1926. Gonna hunt with it. Ben's gonna laugh at me because he oh, he laughs at me when I bring my old beater pump to the duck blind. Anyway, this one's really gonna give him a chuckle. Um, but so we're gonna use this old gun. We're gonna use Bella. It's gonna be Bella's first time. She'll be the only dog working. Very controlled little setting. Um, Ben's gonna record it. Ben's gonna also shoot and I'll record. We're gonna hopefully put together a really good episode for Bella Be Good of her first hunt. It will not be perfect. I know she will make a lot of mistakes. It will be a lot of experience for the first time. I can't wait. 
Um, and I can't wait to share it with you. It's not going to look polished. It's not going to look like a, um, a real seasoned dog. Well, guess what? It's her first hunt. It'll be her first duck hunt. So super excited about that. Um, I like the idea. They like the idea of it because they go, you know what? You're such an, you're, you're kind of like an old man trainer. Anyway, you train without a collar, you train a very traditional way. Um, and I got to thinking about that and that's probably the reason I like old guns. It's probably like the reason I like to train the dogs the way I train them. Um, it's not my idea. I've simply replicated what guys have been, guys and girls have been doing for hundreds of years. Do, developing these dogs a little slower, developing them a little more natural, tapping into and bringing out a lot of the inherent traits, not necessarily asking them to do things that aren't natural to them, not asking them to do things that are not realistic. Um, we've talked about all this stuff in the past. I, I talked about this in Tony's podcast for Sporting Dog Talk recently. Um, I, you know, the stuff we're doing with the dogs, I think is real practical and real usable in the field. And so here's how I can kind of justify that as well. And one of the reasons why when we decided to say, let's stop this, let's take a break a little bit from pushing these handling sessions. She's got a general concept of it. When we set it up for her really easily, she handles it really well. It's when we start to add some complications to it and give her more choices that she seems to struggle. So what does that mean? Don't keep pushing down that road. Instead, back up and get more repetition in the easy stuff. And if you don't have time to do it, you don't have time to do it. We haven't had time to do it. So that's where we'll pick up when we do. But we're not gonna push forward and create frustrations on my end and her end and create confusion in the dog's mind. So what we, what I realized was one of the reasons, one of the things I think is gonna be beneficial is getting into this transitional training is really allowing her to shine with her natural talent. Um, she's a real birdie dog. She's got great body language. Ben bird hunted with me this weekend with her. We grouse hunted. Ben got his first grouse this weekend. Really your first time grouse hunting with a dog. Yep. Um, he sniped a few off the trail, but we've all been <laughs> down that road. Those are the partridge. Mm -hmm. uh, but, you know, the classic, you know, traditional uh, upland, uh, they, we're calling them grouse if we're doing it that way. I call them partridge. My grandpa called them partridge. Um, I've, it's whatever. You call them whatever you want. Where we hunted, it was Ben's first time hunting them over the dog, and it was awesome. And you could definitely read, you could see how she was. I mean, her body was just electric when it would get birdie, and she's got a great way of carrying herself. Her range is really nice. She's very responsive to the whistle in the field. Um, she stops the whistle in the field while on the hunt better than she does in training. I think it has to do with this excitement level of appreciating the things that actually come in the field as opposed to the boring, mundane re repetition of the, the training field. And so she becomes more responsive to a stop to the whistle because she realizes this is the real deal. There's a reason why I blew that whistle for me. It's not because I know the damn dummy's above me, behind me and he's going to stop me and he's going to give me a back cast. It's not that. So I think her, it shows me her willingness to work with me is there. It's just the scenarios that we're doing it in, the formal training situations that we're doing it in are a little bit flat and we've talked about that and now we've recognized it and now we've made some adjustments to it. But in the field, boy, it's really opening up a little bit of a can of worms of energy for her. And so this, I think, is fantastic opportunity to now go out in the field and do a duck hunt because the duck hunt is really more realistic to what we've trained for. So I am kind of curious. There's going to be lining 
Um, there's going to be steadiness. She's steady as a rock. I have no issue with that. The, we experienced that with the, the dove hunt. I mean, she's the calmest, quietest little dog in the blind. She's a fantastic little dog for that. Now it'll be connecting the idea of shooting birds, picking birds, and delivering birds. There's never going to, there's going to be no issue with the delivery. There's going to be no issue with the steadiness. It's going to be marking will probably be her weakness. Um, she's going to have to start to figure out how to watch out of this blind that we're in, how to get a feel for what she should be looking for. We've never hunted decoying birds before. We've always marked off of somebody throwing. So she's going to have to start watching the sky a little bit. I think those will be things that pieces, they'll click and they'll fall together. I'm not too worried about it. Um, but I also have to realize that we're going to shoot a few birds probably, and she's not going to mark them down. And then when I line her, she may get into trouble because it's going to be all new cover that she's going through. It's going to be much different conditions, boggy, swampy, half flooded. The water is way down here. So it's very muddy, messy place. We're going to be hunting. There's tall set aside grass around it that normally is underwater. So the conditions will be different. So I may have to help her. Um, and, and what I'll do is help her to make the connection work so that by the end, hopefully we get a chance to shoot enough birds that she connects the mark to the, the line, to the send, to the deliver. So that's what we're, that's what we're, I anticipate. And that's what we'll be doing this weekend. What I've loved seeing so far with the grouse hunting is her, A, her range is great. Her obedience is great. I've worked her on a, a pattern with spry primarily. I've worked my two young dogs together. Reason being is when I put an older dog with those younger dogs, it seems like the older dogs, because of experience, get the majority of the flushes. And I want these young dogs to get as many contacts and touches as possible. They're always just late. These older dogs just, they know a little bit more. So I've been hunting the two young dogs together and the reason was they're, 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 one of the two is gonna get the contact or they're gonna get the flush. Now how I've been doing it is they work really well together. And I have, there have been several scenarios this year where I've hunted three dogs together. So I don't run three out quartering together, I run two out quartering together and one heals with me off lead. And the reason is that I can't keep track of all three. I can keep tabs of both, I can't keep tabs of three visually. So I've worked the two together in those scenarios. I've worked her with another dog in those scenarios. She doesn't play with the other dogs. She's to business. She's, she's beyond that immaturity standpoint. She's hunting. And so no issue there. But what I've done a lot with Spry and her is healed one off lead and let the other quarter and cast on their own. Then I for sure allow each one to get some contacts. I allow each one to get some flushes and hopefully, and each one has gotten some retrieve opportunities. We've killed a few birds. I think we've killed six so far. Um, the other thing that I've, so I've been really, really pleased with her off lead work is fantastic when Spry is out quartering. She, I don't. I worry about her position less than I do Spry actually, because Spry does have a tendency to want to be a half a step ahead of me. Bella has not, so it's it's been great. The other thing that's been fantastic is the opportunities that we've had for birds, flushes and shots and retrieves. I've yet to see one now, I, with the exception of one. I shot one, wing tipped it. It went down about probably 50, 45 to 50 yards. I hit it at probably 25 yards. By the time it hit the ground, it was probably 35 to 40 yards away from me. The dogs were behind it quite a ways. So it took a minute for the dogs to get to the spot where the bird fell. I wasn't 100% sure that the bird fell. Um, it's very thick in the cover. I thought I saw the wing fly a little funny. So I went, I went right to that spot and I started looking. 
The dogs ended up working their way there. It was Bella and it was Spry. And both the dogs blew right through that spot where the bird had gone down. And I just figured that they just were blowing through. So I, I stood there and I looked. I'm trying to find a feather. I'm trying to find the bird. I'm trying to look for something. Not paying attention to them super closely out of the corner of my eye. I see these dogs working away from me. They're into a little bit more, more mature woods. So I could see them out there a little bit. Um, they were at least 50 to 60 yards away from me at that point. I looked back up and I thought, okay, I'm going to call the dogs back and put them in here and have them hunt the area. I'll give them a hunt command, have them hold this area and see if they can't pick up on the scent. And by the time I had processed that in my mind, got this little game plan together, another minute goes by. I looked up and here they come back and surprise got the bird in her mouth. And so, and it's alive. So it was a winged, wing clip bird. It ran. They tracked it. They did everything they, that I needed them to do. Both dogs were in on the track. It's just I picked the bird first. Bella came right up next to her, delivered, had zero inclination to try to steal that bird out of her mouth. Very respectful little dog. Spry delivers the hand, we take some pictures. It was awesome. And so one of the things, that was the most challenging bird we've killed yet. The rest have been not runners and they've been down within 25 yards of me. So not all of them, Bella flushed one. Here's another Bella flush this weekend. So she flushed on Saturday, she put up a pair of birds. Uh, we're going down a classic logging road, uh, Aspen cut, um, probably a 15 year old cut. So it's you know pretty good sized trees, but thick. Really, really high stem density, perfect, perfect for girls. And so birds, bird goes up, Bella's in the cover, bird goes up, I hear it, I don't see it. Um, off it goes, I could hear it fly off. I say, good girl, I call her back to me, she doesn't respond, and all of a sudden, another bird gets up, a second bird. And I shot that one. Bird went down, um, it's right there, it's 15 yards from me, maybe. And so, I called Bella back, and Bella flushed that first bird and gave chase to it. And I would prefer for her to sit to the flush, but you know what, she's a young dog, first year, she flushed, she went, I'm excited about it, I'm looking for the bird, another bird, I didn't really pay attention. Finally, I call her back and I, as she comes to me, now she heard the shot. And so obviously she heard the shot and she's, I believe in full search command at that point. You know, she's searching out. I called her back, I got her into the area. I told her to hunt dead. She hunted dead in the area where she flushed that first bird, which was about 10 yards probably from the second bird. She hunted, she hunted, she hunted. She came back to the trail. I called her back to me, kind of regrouped her, told her to settle in. I lined her and I sent her into the brush where the bird had gone down. She took the line in, she worked the area, she picked the bird, she brought it back to me. It was like, it was very, I gave her a little hunt command when she was in there. It was very much like a, a drill that we would have done, only it was shrunk up like 500 times. Because normally we're sending her on those for like 50 yard minimum retrieves and there, a lot of them are going out 100, 150, 200 yards. This was 15 yards at the most. So. Uh, you know, she did a great job. She handled it. She picked it up, brought it back to me. And one of the things I thought about while I was walking down the trail was, you know, I wanted to talk about the idea of we train and we've spent all this off season preparing, developing skills. And I think you need to do it. I think you should train at a grander scale than what you're probably going to hunt at. If they can handle that, they can handle this actual hunt. And it was a perfect example of it because I've yet to shoot a bird ever in my life. I've sailed a few duck hunting that have, you know, out in the Dakotas that have sailed across the cornfield and hundreds of yards away, hit the ground, 
and, and ran at that point. So we've sent dogs on real long retrieves like that. And yes, you will come, you will come across it throughout the year, but the number of the ratio of retrieves that are like that, that we really spend the majority of our time training for the majority of the retrieves that are like that are very, very small. The number of them are extremely small. The percentage is super small. And so I realized, man, from a functionality standpoint in the field, Bella is very well equipped and prepared to do about probably 85 or 90% of what I'm going to ask her to do. And she's doing it really well. And so that's great. Now that 10%, that 15% of the time that we need a little bit more, that's why we do the more advanced training. That's why we need to put more work into her. I'm not, we're nowhere near done with her. But now this weekend, we're going to be able to start in on shooting some ducks over here, which is going to be interesting because it's going to be a lot more like what we trained for. But I'll be honest, the, I've seen the pond we're going to hunt. If we shoot a duck that's more than a 50-yard retrieve, I'll, I'll be pretty surprised. Maybe 70. But it's, uh, you get beyond that, I don't know that we're going to be... I don't, a, I don't think we're going to be shooting, and B, I don't think we're... If we hit the bird, I, there's not, just not that many places that it's likely to sail. And if it does will help her with it because I don't expect her to be able to necessarily take the line 100 plus yards through the cover that she's never trained in before. So we're going to be, it's going to be very much like training in a new location for the first time. And what we'll do is set her up for success. Hell, we might even shoot a few birds and just once we get towards the end and things are, you know, usually the, the hunt is pretty shot up by the first 45 minutes of, you know, of, of opener. There's not a ton of birds around right now. They're all local birds. So we'll get a good shoot probably in it at first, but then it'll slow down. And about the time we're having coffee and donuts, I may just take a duck. Hopefully we have some, I may just walk a big circle memory around this pond and stretch it out across the other side and come back and send her on it as a training exercise. And then and, and really look at this truly as a training opportunity. It is completely transitional training. It is not, let's go duck hunting, duck season's open. It's Bella's first hunt and we're gonna treat it that way. And so, you know, if things fall apart and things don't go that well, the old Model 12 will be set in the corner and I'll give the, I'll let Ben shoot his, what do you shoot him? Benelli or what do you shoot Browning him? Maxis. Browning Max is a fancy guy. So he'll, I'll let him shoot. Maybe I'll run the camera and handle the dog for a little bit. We'll let, you know, Bruce and Brian will be shooting. So we're, we're, going to, we're going to continue to approach this fall as a training season into the field hunting. And next year by this time, I'll be really excited because she'll have seen so much more and she'll have a whole another year's worth of training uh, guidance as far as getting her getting her prepared for it. And it's just, I, I'm excited about it. Uh, the, the, the interesting part about this is by, by, by sitting back and recognizing, and, and I should have known it all in the beginning. I, you know, I should have believed in it. I did know it. I didn't know. I, I had some doubt at points in, in my mind right now, I'm right where I probably thought we would be. And so what we'll do is be okay with that. And, 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 and kind of enjoy that a little bit. I'm going to have a lot of fun with her now. Um, and when we're, it's like David Latham told me, when you're having fun, it's, things are going to go good. So we're going to take the pressure off of the idea of it's hunting season and we need to be prepared. Instead, we're going to look at it and go, 
awesome. It's hunting season and now we get a chance to extend our training. And because I've really embraced that idea, I, I really feel like the pressure is off. I just, I took the pressure off. I was putting a little bit too much pressure on myself there towards the last month with anticipation for this season. And now we're going, we're here. Let's enjoy it. Let's get something out of it. Let's not be frustrated with it. Let's really get the most out of the next few months with these dogs. And um, like I said, man, it's way fun when you can do that. So that's a, it's kind of a Bella update. Uh, it's a little bit of a state of the union here for us too, because we've been off for a couple of weeks. It doesn't, you know, in the past we've taken a couple of weeks without doing a podcast and it felt normal. And it, I actually felt like, well, we're doing pretty good. We're doing more than one, you know, one a month. We've gotten into such a, we, we got into such a flurry there that now I feel like, man, it's like, wow, it's been a long time. We got to shake the cobwebs off. So we're back. Ben's back. We're going to settle into some routine. We're going to, we, we like the way the schedule looks this fall. Um, School-wise with Ben, it actually shapes up really nicely. Um, so we're excited. We're going to be able to, I think, bring you guys some more stuff, bring you some more value. Keep in mind, and please, uh, I appreciate your understanding. I've got, I'm, I'm behind on everything. I'm behind on responses for Facebook, Instagram, emails, um, playing catch-up. Uh, basically just what we did now that this, this hoed egg season for us has started, deer hunting has started. So hoed egg brand is, is full bore right now. And it's just, it's doubled or more, um, the things that are in the hopper. So, uh, it just, it's going to help. It's going to slow down the process of timeliness for response, but I appreciate everyone's patience with it. So we'll keep plugging away on it. Thank you guys for listening. We've got a couple. We're going to do a few Facebook questions. I'm looking for one right now that a gal sent me and it was regarding they were getting a puppy in October and I wanted to do a podcast on it and I can't find the question, but I'm digging for it. I'm going to see if I can't find that one. If you happen to be listening, it had to do, I think, with schedule. Like what does a schedule look like for you? Um, we've answered several questions like that in the past. This one had a little bit of a different spin to it, I thought, and I wanted to answer it. I'm going to see if I can't find it. If you are the person that might have asked that, um, don't be afraid to send me another message. Um, but thank you guys for listening. We appreciate it. We appreciate your support as always. Um, continue, continue with your journey. Don't compare it to the other, the other journeys that are out there. It's yours. So enjoy it, embrace it, have fun with it. Um, and good luck with your training. We'll continue to try to help the best we can.